Mamma Mia, Kim Zolciak and Croy are at it again. The kids have called the cops on them, so things are not getting any better. John Jansen was just spotted out with Alexis Bellino after Shannon Bedore was just ranting about her before she got arrested. And then we have some new accusations against the Beverly Hills housewife's husband uh, that we're going to get into. It is breaking news, and we are... Let's, let's dive in. It's crazy. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter. Your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, Surf Fresh, all week long. Now, let's dive in. Hi guys, welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. How is everybody doing today? It is Wednesday, hump day, almost Thanksgiving. I went and I killed it at Orange Theory this morning. I was just like killing it, I like did over 800 calories and I got, like, I think like 25 splat points today. So I'm like, yes, I'm a boss. I was like, drip drop like when I hit it oh my god my arms look skinny they look skinny today I'm not gonna show them off but they do look very toned when I'm naked I'm like ooh, who is that I'm like oh hey oh hey boo um okay what do we want to start with do you want to start with Kim or Shannon or well actually let's start with this breaking news that just came in right now it was just shared on the New York Post that Anne Marie so she's the newbie on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season, I believe she's getting introduced in like a week or two in episode six. And I think we're on episode four this week. So four, so at least, yeah, probably about another two weeks before we get her at the dinner party from Hal at Kyle's house where Sutton really starts to poke at the um, cheating rumors and possibly divorce between Kyle and um, between Kyle and Mauricio. But so Anne-Marie's husband, Marcellus Wiley, he's been accused of, accused of of rape um apparently there was a fellow columbia student that he went to school with back in 94 and that's when this alleged rape this alleged rape happened um that's what 29 i was born in 93 i'm 30 so this was what 29 years ago um listen i don't know much about the accusations it was just reported in the new york post this morning from my understanding, she um, is alleging that she was a virgin at the time. He forced himself onto her, and um, I, she's now taking legal action against him. Um, yes, we should always believe victims, but also people are innocent until proven guilty, so we'll see how this plays out. Interesting, though, that it's 29 years later, um, and I'm just curious as to what um, what the reasoning was behind um behind coming out now like what you know made her confident enough to want to press charges now um that said let's move on to some liner news i feel like that was a little heavy to start the the day off with but um oh i do want to say this though there is a new episode of two t's in a pod hosted by teddy mellencamp and tamra judge and it was a new episode that dropped what's today wednesday so it dropped like Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, the new episode this week, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. Let's see, what is the episode called? The episode is titled, because I want everybody to go, and if they, you know, oh, it's called The Quiet Woman Isn't So Quiet, dropped on November 21st, okay? Right around the eight-minute mark, there's a really interesting story that I think everyone will enjoy. Remember when I told you that the streets of BravoCon were talking, well... Seems like the whispers that were circling through BravoCon, now some people are starting to speak out. Um, I 
wasn't sure if anybody ever would. This was a new story to me when somebody sent it to me this morning and I listened to it. I was like, oh, I didn't hear this particular story, but I heard other stories. But this one doesn't surprise me. So if you just happen to be listening to two teas in a pod today, right around that eight minute mark, there's some tea. And listen, it's just it's another one. The streets are talking. Yes, the streets have been talking. And I'm just glad that, you know, I also want to say, I'm also very grateful to Erica Jane, who went on her Instagram story recently, or Instagram Live. She's on Instagram Live, and she had really nice things to say about me. I guess it came up in the live chat. You know, people had mentioned me or asked me asked, a, asked her a question about me, and she, you know, said that, you know, I've always been very fair and that, you know, she adores me. And listen, likewise, she's always been very sweet and kind to me, and I've, you know— very proud of the content that I've always put out. And I think the content that I've put out has always been fair. And listen, my interactions with other housewives have always been pleasant to my recollection. My interactions with any other Bravo lab have always been pleasant to my recollection. So I'll just say they're not blasting me on their podcasts. So listen, you are a reflection of how you treat people. And I always try my best to treat people with respect and to be kind to them because you never know when the streets start talking and they start swapping stories. Um, that said, listen to two T's in a pod. Um, okay, what? let's get into the Kim Zolciak of it all, because this one, this is also kind of heavy news. Um, oh, thank you, guys. The Erica interview was great. Uh, the Erica interview will score you other Housewives interviews. I sure hope so. Why wouldn't she? You're a true professional. Thank you. The interview has not even been out for two weeks, and I think we're we've already broken like a hundred thousand streams, which was incredible. Um, sorry, I almost said something shady, but it's incredible. It is, um, you know, one of our best episodes, and the interview that I'm the most proud of, um, probably outside of my Jenny McCarthy interview from last year. This one I'm really proud of because I feel like it was a long time coming. It was a very honest conversation. Um, she let her guard down. I tried to create a safe space for her to open up. And I, I'm, you know, very, very proud of that. So boom, 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 boom. Okay, let's talk about Kim Zolciak. This is also kind of sad news, but I mean, let's get into it. Um, TMZ reported on Monday that there are three police officers that were called to Kim and Croy's house after one of their younger kids, unknown which child, but one of their younger kids called 911 because Kim and Croy were having an explosive fight. I mean, this is just sad. It was also reported, I believe this morning by TMZ, that the fight was over their finances and like the state of their, their uh, yeah, the state of their financial demise, really. Their house, I know, is up for sale. I think it's up for, what, $6 million? Um there have been rumors that Kim has rumors, rumors that Kim has had a gambling addiction. Every week there's like new reports of Croy having unpaid debt that he's accumulated, credit cards and loans that he's taken out that have yet to be paid back. So they're not in a good financial situation. I think that they were at a really high, right? They were, you know, killing it when they were on Real Houses of Atlanta, then they had Dopey Tardy for the party. So they were making money. They had endorsement deals. They were on TV. People were interested in them. And I think they just maybe were spending a little beyond their means and weren't able to cut back on that spending when money got tight. And so now we're in this unfortunate situation where now the kids are getting involved. This is just sad. It's sad, sad, sad because the kids don't need to be getting involved to know that they are at a point. Like I remember... 
growing up, I hope this isn't too personal. Um, sorry, mom. But I remember growing up, my stepfather was a heavy, heavy drinker, really um, heavy alcoholic. And I remember him and my mother getting into fights. I don't need to get into details because I want to respect, you know, their privacy. But like, I remember them getting into really bad fights and me getting so scared and like grabbing her phone and running into the car and hiding in the backseat and trying to call 911. Like, I remember what that fear was like. Um, I remember like, it's, sorry, I haven't thought about that stuff in a long time, but not to make it about me, but I just, I remember what that was like as a young kid and just that fear of I need to call 911 because now I need to intervene because I don't know what's going to happen. And also, to be clear, there was never any like domestic violence in our household. My stepfather, he never took it out on anybody. He just would take it out on like the furniture and stuff. But um, again, he is the father of my siblings. So I want to also be respectful to them, too. But I just I know what that fear is like. And it's a really ugly thing to be afraid of. But not only that, but it's also like the amount of responsibility that then gets put onto the kids because you then feel like I need to intervene. I need to protect my mom or I need to protect my dad or I need to, in some way, I'm responsible for this not escalating any further or I'm responsible for stopping this. And the only way I know how to take action is to call 911 and get the police involved. So I just think it's unfortunate that the kids are now so like affected by it to the point where they're the ones that are actually calling the cops. Because we know Kim has done that in the past. We know um, that they've called the cops or called 911. Like they have done that. Kim and Croy have played in, or I guess more so her than him. They've played into these tactics before, but now that it's affecting the kids and the kids are the ones doing it, like that provide like that's going to put them into a constant state of fight or flight and that's going to build a lot of like trauma that they're going to have to work through and that's just not fair to them you know it's going to not set them up for success in the future whether it's their own relationships that they attract or just you know their relationships with their parents like that's unfortunate you know, and it's going to affect them in other ways. And I just think at this point, like Kim and Croy need to get their shit together and, and like enough of this. They're only hurting their families. They're only hurting their kids. As much as they think that they're trying to hurt each other, the kids are becoming collateral damage in all of this. And that's where it's unfortunate. So Kim and Croy need to grow the fuck up and get over it and figure it out. Get out of the house if you need to get out of the, or just figure out a way to just be amicable. Right. Because I hold them both responsible. I don't think it's one person and not the other, because even if one person is being an asshole, the other person can choose to not engage or to not give them the reaction that they desperately are looking for. You know. Uh, Okay, let's move on. So Variety published their 40 most powerful women on reality television. And we had a lot of Bravo Labs. That were on the list. We had Kyle Richards. We had Lisa Vanderpump. We had Candy. We had Teresa. We had Tamara. We had Ariana. We had Paige from Summer House. We had Heather Gay. We had Jenna Lyons. To me, okay, I get Kyle and LVP, right? I get Teresa. I get Candy. Interesting that they picked Tamara over Vicky. Um, but I get it. You know, she's still prominently on reality television. Vicky was kind of just dipping into it as a friend of the season. She hasn't been a primary cast member in a minute. So I understand that. Um, Candy, I get. Ariana's the moment, right? She's like a breakout star. She's like killing it right now. But Paige from Summer House, I'm like, 
Page is one of the 40 most powerful women on reality television. That didn't make sense to me. Heather Gay, I get they tried to make Heather Gay more of like the, um, well, she wrote the book Bad Mormon and she's fighting the Mormon church and she's, you know, they're trying to make her out to be like Leah Remini, you know, taking down Scientology. I get it. But I'm also just like, really? Like, I, really? Like, we're going to name Heather Gay one of the 40 most powerful women on reality television. Okay. Let's rethink that one. And then Jenna Lyons. Like, Jenna Lyons has barely been on reality television, and she literally hates it. She was just on Jimmy Fallon, uh, I believe, last night, Tuesday night. And Jimmy asked her if she's coming back to Real Housewives of New York. It seems like she was booked by Bravo because I, I believe Bryn is on Jimmy Fallon tonight. So... Bravo's using all their their PR chips to really kind of push this reboot. And listen, fine. They want to make sure it's successful. I'm sure it'll pick up steam at some point. Um, the more they push it, the more people will be interested in it, the more people will watch it, especially if they're trying to reach a new audience. I think Fallon is smart because I don't know if the Fallon audience is necessarily the real Housewives watching audience, but if they put them on these shows and people like them and then they're interested in Housewives and that's kind of their gateway into Housewives, then I think they may find the reboot enjoyable and it may be a good way to introduce housewives to a new audience. I know I've discussed this with Ryan Bailey in depth in the past on our shows about how how is Bravo going to introduce housewives and Bravo land to people that have never consumed Bravo before and how are we going to get them interested? And I think this is a smart strategy to get people interested. Jenna Lyons though is not that interesting to me. I feel like she's quirky and she's boring and she's weird and she hates reality TV. But so Fallon asked her, he's like, are you coming back for another season? And she's like, oh, what? Me? And she tried to play it like, oh, is is Jimmy asking her back on Jimmy Fallon, you know, to do more cameos or guest appearances? She's like, yeah, I'll come back. I'll come back anytime. I'll be a co-host or whatever. But he was like, no, are you coming back to Housewives? And she's like, I genuinely don't know. I genuinely don't know. So... I don't know. I mean, listen, I feel like that was a good PR answer to give considering Bravo is probably the one that booked her on Fallon. So I think she's like, I have to be gracious to Bravo. But in all of her other interviews, she's talking about how much she hates it and she doesn't like the show. And you can tell she doesn't like the audience. Like she really just is not interested in being a housewife. So I don't know. I don't think she was deserving of being one of the most powerful women on reality. I guess she does. She is a businesswoman and she is on reality television so sure. Um, but Paige and Heather Gay, I'm still a little skeptical of. And Jenna Lyons, I just, those three are weird. It's also interesting because you have like all these housewives, right? And all these Bravo labs. But then you also have on the list, you have Katy Perry, Jenny McCarthy. Katy Perry's on American Idol. Jenny McCarthy's on The Mass Singer. Shout out Jenny. Get a girl, get a, get a girl. Um, the Kardashians, Snooki, JoJo Siwa, because JoJo Siwa is now on Special Forces. Um so it's just like an interesting mix of people, right? Like, I'm like, how do we have Katy Perry and Snooki in the same variety article that we have Paige DeSorbo in? It's just, it's an, and that's no shade to Paige. I've had Paige on this show, um, but it's just strange. Like Paige and Katy Perry, Heather Gay and the Kardashians. It's just weird. It doesn't make sense to me in my brain. But maybe it's not supposed to make sense. Maybe it's just supposed to... I don't know. It's interesting. Um, very interesting. I don't... I don't... I don't... I don't know. Curious what you guys think about the Variety article. I mean, it's a, a lot better than that Vanity Fair article, that expose. 
that you know reality reckoning that went nowhere all that fluff for nothing but we are now it's thanksgiving week we're gonna have to start our shopping and if you want to hear Where'd you get that this holiday season? Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I love all the customizable options on there. I've started my holiday shopping on there, and I love that they really do have a variety of different gifts that are tailored and can be customized to the people in your life. Okay, I even got some things for me. I told you guys I got that personalized platinum LP record for no filter. I was like, woo woo, let's get it. But Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade or made in the US. They have mean they have the most meaningful and out of the ordinary gifts anywhere. I know you're gonna love them. To get 15% off your next gift, because I love you. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash no filter. That's uncommongoods.com slash no filter filter. You'll get 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon goods. We're all out of the ordinary. And listen, we know that liver health is important, which is why I'm loving my dose shots. With dose, each ingredient is potent and delivers results. For example, one shot of dose for your liver is equivalent to 17 shots of turmeric juice. It has clinical studies to back everything up. While many other brands may talk about the individual ingredients in their products being clinically studied, what sets Dose apart is that their formula has also undergone clinical testing. Think of your liver as your body's filter. So it's good. You want to make sure it's in charge of flushing out unwanted elements and breaking down what you consume into essential nutrients. So we want to make sure that we're our liver health is a priority for us. And Dose for your liver is formulated with ingredients clinically shown to support your liver. It's yummy. I like taking my dose shots. They give you a little shot glass so you can feel like you're taking like a real shot. Shots, shots, shots. But it's actually good for your liver, not the other kind of shots. So if you want to give dose a shot and invest in your health, dose is offering no filter listeners 15% off your first order plus an additional 15% off if you subscribe for a monthly delivery. That's 30% off your first order. Go to dosedaily.co slash no filter and use code no filter. One word, no filter. That's dosedaily.co slash no filter and use code no filter. It tastes yummy. It's delicious and it's good for your liver. So go give your liver some love. Dosedaily.co slash no filter. Use code no filter. Okay. Let's get back to the T. Back to the T. Ooh, 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 ooh. Let's get it. Okay, um, what do we want to talk about? Oh, let's talk about the John Jansen. John Jansen. He was just spotted out, you guys, with Alexis Bellino. Jesus drugs. And apparently, I guess Kelly Dodd is confirming that they're like a thing or they're hanging out. They look a little cozy. They were at The Quiet Woman, which I'm pretty sure is not Shannon Bedore's house right now. Seeing this photo of them getting out. It's interesting because Shannon Bedore, it was rumored, or I believe somebody came out and it was reported that Shannon was ranting about Alexis Bellino the night that she got arrested. She was like out with a friend earlier in the day or earlier in that evening. And people overheard her ranting about Alexis Bellino. So now it's interesting that we see 
John Jansen hanging out with Alexis Bellino. And I'm like, ooh, was there something going on? Was there like, you know, was he talking to, to Jesus Drugs? Was he praying to her Jesus Drugs? And maybe that's when he was still friends with Shannon Bedore. And that's why Shannon doesn't like her. Because I don't believe Shannon and Alexis were ever on the show together. I believe Shannon came in as Alexis left. So isn't the quiet woman Shannon's favorite place? Is it? That's really shady. Everyone keeps saying that John Jansen is the new Slade because he's moving from one housewife to the next housewife to the next housewife. Interesting. Shady. Cuckoo crazy. Okay. If I mean, listen, if he wants to be the next Slade, this goes into the other, like Emily, when she was talking about how he loves the show. He loves the exposure. He was really just using Shannon this entire time. We saw Shannon at BravoCon saying she's done with John Jansen. She's moving on from John Jansen. She's, you know, cutting out the toxicity, as Teresa told her cousins. She's cutting out the cancer. So it's very, very interesting. Mary Ann Stout says that they're a perfect match because they're both messy. Kelly's husband said that she's upgraded with a younger, hotter housewife. Who? He? Oh, he's up. Yeah. Joel says that um, I believe Rick, Kelly's husband, Kelly Dodd's husband, Rick, said that he upgraded with a younger, hotter housewife. That's not very nice. That's not very nice, Kelly and Rick. But, I mean, listen, that's all sorts of shady. That's like, but that makes me think that maybe there was something going on with John Jansen and Alexis before, and that's why Shannon doesn't like Alexis, because Alexis is like, I don't even know her. She's like, who are you? Why? I don't know you. So, Alexis is like, I don't know you, but I know your man. He prays to my Jesus drugs every night. Gobble me, swallow me, dripped on the side of me. Quick, jump out for you, let it get inside of me. Tell him where to put it, never tell him where I'm about to be. Talk your shit, bite your lip, ask for a car while you ride that dick. Wasn't Alexis the one sucking face on Below Deck, was she? I don't watch Below Deck. I don't really know anything about Below Deck except that one captain, Captain Jason, he's hot. That's all I know. God, I need to stop. <laughs> I need to stop getting myself into trouble with these Jasons. Um, remember, Shannon was upset about Alexis Bellino the night. Yes, Storm Doris. That's what I said. She was ranting about her at the restaurant. And then now, that's what I'm saying. I think maybe that's why she was ranting. There's probably been something going on with John Jansen for a while. So, Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. but I mean, they are kind of cozy. He's got his arm wrapped around her in the photo. They're in a group setting, so it's not like they were on a date, but I'm ready for Shannon Bedore to rant and rave about that. Captain Jason is the worst captain, in my opinion. Why is he the worst captain? He doesn't have to be a good captain. He's hot. Hot people don't have to do much. They don't have to work hard. Listen, if he drove us down like the Titanic, I wouldn't be mad about it because at least I died in his arms. No, I'm kidding. That was very inappropriate to say. Um, But yeah, interesting, 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 interesante. What else? What else? That's John Jansen and Alexis Bellino. Uh, In other couples news, we have Lindsay Hubbard and Johnny Bananas. They are dunzos. Doesn't look like they're going anywhere. So a source told Us Weekly, a.k.a. Lindsay, told Us Weekly, JK, JK, that's my speculation, that's not an accusation, that the relationship, or that they're, well, they never had a relationship. They went on one date. But basically, it was over before it even began because they're not compatible. Well, duh. I think they're a little too hard for each other, right? You know, they need like a yin to balance out their yang because I think they're too much alike. I think the reason Carl worked for Lindsay is because he balanced her, right? 
he calmed her down. He was patient with her. You know, he would kind of ride her crazy waves as he needed to to help her get through that. And she, he also just kind of balanced him. So she needs somebody like Car- like a Carl that can be calm, that can stay collected. Johnny Bananas is not calm and collected. Johnny Bananas is chaos. Johnny Bananas is probably a little toxic. So... <clears throat> <clears throat> he needs himself like a beta, which is why I think like him and Corinne, if anybody's watching House of Villains right now, him and Corinne work pretty well because she's, well, I don't know. Corinne's not coming off great. She looks like real thirsty and I get it. Johnny Bananas is cute. She's enjoying him, but like, come on, whatever. Um, but Lindsay's definitely an alpha. Johnny is definitely an alpha. And I just think two alphas are always going to clash. An alpha needs a beta. And so in this case, I feel like, Nobody saw this going. It was a rebound. They probably went out because I think, again, I think it was a PR strategy. I think it was all set up for a little attention. It's attention to be me. I need some attention on me. That's just who I be. I need attention to be on me. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Okay. In other news, oh, Corinne. Corinne got booted out. Wow, Chris, I haven't seen the No, Corinne hasn't gotten booted out. The um, House of Villains is on break right now. And I remember the last episode. Who got booted out on the last episode? Nobody got booted out. Wasn't it like a cliffhanger to be continued? I don't believe it was Corinne. Who was the last one? Was it Corinne and Shake that were up on the chopping block? I think Shake's probably going to go. But anyway... It's on break this week. It doesn't come back till the 30th. November 30th is when we see it back. I thought Johnny Bananas wanted to fuck Bobby Lights. Does he? No. Listen, Johnny Bananas is hot, though. I'm on the ringer. He's on the ringer. We're both with Spotify at the ringer. We're both on the same reality TV. It was Corinne Samuel. Why Why would you guys, why you guys got to do me like that? I haven't even seen it clearly, and you just spoiled it for me. Now I'm going to go into it knowing that Corinne is the one that, that God, but sorry to anybody else who hasn't seen the latest episode of the House of Villains. Corinne apparently is the one that gets booted, tooted and booted. Well, she got tooted and booted by Johnny Bananas. Damn, did Johnny Bananas vote her out? Oof. So rude. So nasty. So rude. It was Corinne. Shake won the immunity challenge with the animals. Okay, well, clearly I didn't see this episode. Clearly, I have a House of Villains episode I have to watch. What was I saying? Oh, that Johnny Bananas and I. So we're both on the Ringer Network. We're both on the reality TV feed. I'm on Morally Corrupt. Tuesdays on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. And Johnny Bananas, I don't know when what day he's on, but he's on one of the days of the week. So I'm like, listen, Johnny Bananas, I will meet you at Spotify Studios. It's here downtown. And maybe I'll run into you in the lunchroom. It's a fucking impressive lunchroom, let me tell you that. The Spotify Studios are like... She is rich, honey, rich. I was like, oof, this is a whole cafeteria. The podcast, like, building is, like, literally an entire row of just all of – I think for members only, I did a um, a behind-the-scenes vlog of when I first went to the Spotify studio. It is nice, honey. We, that is a budget. I like that budget. I'm like, give me the Harry and Meghan paycheck. What did they get, like, $10 million? Give me that. The votes were unanimous. Yikes, Johnny sent her home. That's so mean. Oh, you think Johnny fucked Bobby Lights? I don't think so. Are you pre-taping shows for tomorrow since it's Thanksgiving? No, my love. I will be up and... 
I will be up and doing the show is what I'll be doing. Um, I'll be here Thursday and you'll have a bonus episode on Friday. Friday's bonus episode might be a little late. I might tape it Friday morning. Um, TBD. But you will get a bonus episode this week. So stay tuned for that. We will be live on Thursday. I'm not pre-taping anything. I don't like pre-taping. Sometimes it's nice because then I can sleep in. But for the most part, I don't. I don't really like. Zach is going to be drunk tomorrow. Not in the morning, Chris. Not in the morning. Um, listen, I I want to get a little. I might get a little city. Live my life. Living my life like it's golden. Living my life like. Oh, Tinsley's wedding pictures just came out, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. It's like a, such a fairy tale. She looks gorgeous. My God, Tinsley Mortimer. Well, she's not Tinsley Mortimer anymore. Oh, he's. I mean, he's fine looking. He's okay. But. Oh, we even see them dancing. Dale, her mom, looks so happy. We can finally take those eggs off of ice. It just came out in Town & Country magazine. Oh, this makes me so happy for her. She got her fairy tale wedding after all, and she didn't even need Scott. Thank you, next. We don't, we don't need Scott's around here. I don't care about Tinsley. Wow, Christopher. Wow. Wow, Bethany. Wow, wow. Um, okay, well, let's end on a fun note. Because there's this Instagram post that I just saw from, it's Britney, bitch. So she posted on her Instagram this photo of this very hunky and seemingly young-looking man. Like, he looks like he could be about maybe in his early to mid-30s. Like, there's no way he's 40-plus. But I don't think he's, like, he's definitely not in his, like, he could be, like, late 20s, early 30s. I'm going to say maybe, like, 32 to 34 is what my guess is going to be. But he is buff. He is toned. He's got a little booty in the back. And so she goes and leaves a caption that reads, she posts this photo of him, and it's, uh, like, a mirror photo, and you really just see his back, and it's very toned. And her caption says, this is my uncle. What is... If his back is my face. First of all, I don't get the what if his back is my face comment, but this is my uncle. Like, is this the new daddy? Like, do we call them uncle now? Like, we don't say, ooh, yeah, daddy. <sighs> call me uncle? <laughs> is that? He has no booty. I mean, okay, yeah, the photo, he doesn't have much of a booty, but like, he's got back. Baby got back. Not ass, but baby got back. He'd be looking cute, but I'm like, uncle, there is no way that he is older than Brittany, but uncle, how, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's interesting. Uncle, because he's too young to be her daddy. Oh, oh, because if you're dating a younger guy, a younger guy's not going to be dad. Well, I don't know. I, you can call me daddy. Um, <laughs> Um, sorry. Um, what was I saying? I mean, I guess that makes sense. I've just never heard that before. Uncle, daddy, like, I don't want to be called uncle. You can call me daddy, but I don't want to be called uncle. That is not, sorry, I'm just outing that I'm, you know, like to, like to be in control in the bedroom. Um, yeah, Johnny Bananas is daddy. He's not uncle. I'm not calling him uncle. That's just weird. When you think uncle, like, it's just, like, kind of creepy because, like, people have creepy uncles and it's just, like, not the vibe, right? 
it's not the vibe. So it's weird. Why is she calling him uncle? What about her face on his back? Like, like her face, like, like, like physically, like her face on his back. I don't know. It's strange to me. Um, but Brittany, everything Brittany does these days is strange to me. And I'm always confused. And she's just constantly throwing one plot twist after the next. So. Hmm. Um, what does Zach's Thanksgiving look like? Um, well, tomorrow morning I'm going to have to run, or maybe today I'm going to run some errands and buy some stuff to cook. Um, I usually do the earlier half of the day with my dad's side of the family because we do things really early. Um, so I'll go to my grandfather's house first thing in the morning. Well, I'll drop the, the boys off with my mom because they'll stay at her house with their brother and their mom and the, all the dogs will play together. Um, I'll drop the boys off with my mom. Then I will go to my grandfather's house. I will set everything up because I always set the dinner table the way my grandmother always used to. We would always set it up together. I'd always go over first thing in the morning and we would cook and we would decorate and we would just make sure that everything was ready for dinner. Um, so I will do that. And then I'll see my dad and I'll see some of my family. And then I'm going to come back to the apartment and meet Josh because he's coming with me to Thanksgiving at my mom's house tomorrow evening. So we'll come back here uh, maybe cook something or like get ready for, uh, Thanksgiving at my mom's and then go over there and get Liddy city. And we have an ornament exchange that we do on Thanksgiving where everybody brings an ornament and it's kind of like a white elephant style and you get either a good one or a bad one. And usually there are some bad ones in there. And so, yeah, I actually have to, Oh shit. I have to go to target today and get some ornaments, um, to put into the game. Cause I forgot. So Yeah. Um, I don't want to listen to Jeff, so I am thrilled that you're alive right now. Aw, Jeff Lewis, I heard, had very nice things to say about me, and so did Paul and Patrick on the Jeff Lewis Live After Show. So I'm very grateful for that. That was very kind of them. Donna Bowling, I heard she had very nice things to say about me on her Daily Dose of Donna show, which I'm grateful for. Um, yeah, a lot of people had a lot of nice things to say after my show on Sunday at the bourbon room, which was great. I'm so grateful that people came and showed up. I believe the live stream is now available and I believe the live stream is available for five days. I know I was originally telling people 48 hours, but I'm like, but it's also the holidays. So like five days, you have five days to watch it. When is your interview with Paul dropping? Um, I did my, it, it dropped. My interview with Paul and Patrick came out last week, week before came out recently. Uh, so it's out there, Undressed with Paul and Patrick. You can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform. Go and 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 tune in. Let me know what y'all think. Why am I saying y'all? God, I need to stop that. I'm not from Texas. Live stream ends on 1129. All right, so if you guys bought a live stream ticket, you can watch the show up until 1129. Oh, which is a week from now. Oh, that's seven days. Wow. Okay, well... There you go. You have until 11.29 to watch the live stream from Sunday night's show. Let me know what tea you liked, what you enjoyed, what parts of the show were really fun. Because booyah. It's not out. Yes, it is out. Um, yes, it is out. So favorite Thanksgiving dish. My favorite Thanksgiving dish is I love stuffing. I know it's an unpopular choice. I love stuffing. Mm, 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 mm. 
Oh, 11.25, not 11.29, sorry. The video is available until 11.25, which is this Saturday. So you can watch it today. You can watch it while your family's having a boring dinner. You can watch it on Black Friday. You have until this Saturday to watch the the live stream from Sunday. Okay, any other thoughts, closing questions, vibes? I just want to, well, I guess, no, I'll be like grateful and thankful tomorrow. <laughs> Jeff said that because Heather had you on, love you, but Jeff is a terrible human. Jeff said that because Heather had you on. Jeff is a horrible manipulator. Listen, I'm grateful that anybody had anything nice to say about me. And anytime there's a compliment that's paid, I'm going to take it. I'm going to appreciate it. And I'm going to say thank you for it. Macaroni in a pot. That's some wet ass pussy. Gobble me, swallow me, drip inside of me. Quick jump up, let it get inside of me. You have to click video on demand under your ticket. Yeah, so if you bought a live stream ticket, Christopher is telling you guys you have to click on video on demand because it will be the recording is on the demand. So there you go. Mm. Mm -mm. But I love you guys. I'm grateful for you guys. I will talk to you tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning. If you need to chat, I will be here. All right. Bye guys. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now. You can always give me a follow at just plain Zach all over the internet. Going to listen to two teas in a pod after you. Please do remember the eight-minute mark on the new episode of Two Teas in a Pod. Zach is so hot. Am I hot? I feel like I look cute today. I feel like the hair is popping. The skin's looking glistening. I'm like, okay, I look cute today. I feel like I look a little puffy, but... Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. And stay tuned. I hope you guys have a lovely Thanksgiving. If you aren't able to join the live stream tomorrow or listen to the episode, I love you. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I will have a bonus episode that will drop this weekend for sure. As always, I'm going to keep up with my regular content. Um, all right, guys. I got to go. I have to run to the market. I have to get some stuff for tomorrow. And then I have to go to Target. And I have to get ornaments for the ornament exchange. And then I need to get new shoes for tomorrow, too. Thank you guys. Love you. I appreciate you. Ciao for now. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.